Um, also, uh, using foot and penis interchangeably is a fun game. <laughs> I All love a good game of penis ball. Unless you are at Foot Locker, because they <laughs> frown upon that. Did a full Louis C.K., and I'm not proud of it. They were just like, all right. Like a baby's toe. You put that thing on the little measurement thing, they will not, they'll let you take it home. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we're Americans and Americans deserve to be punished. I'm your host, No Illusions, and we're coming to you live from Skepticon in beautiful Sydney, Australia. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. And of course, joining me from stage right, please welcome my good friend, Heath Enright. Hello? Hello. I can't help but notice a conspicuous lack of scotch. I got water. Scotch. If anybody has one. (laughs) Kind of nervous. That's all right. It's a sweet hat, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's a sweet hat, right? Kangaroo And of course, also joining us from stage right, give it up for my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. What are you guys doing? You gotta marry a dude now. What? They, you, they voted and you have to marry a dude. I, I was gonna pick one. You have to, that guy is okay, I guess. I think that's weird that I have to, can I say, now that I have to. Otherwise, I don't know why anyone would care, but it's, yeah. I what? Eli, where the hell did you, you know what I don't even wanna ask? I don't want to ask. There's some naked bride somewhere who's really pissed A lot off. of people like to be buried in their wedding dress. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the woman I murdered for this dress is going to do. Because <laughs> I killed her and stole her dress on her wedding day. But it's the happiest day of her life. So if you think about it, it's a good thing. It sounds great on the mic, though. That's for sure. What's coming off with the... uh... Oh, yeah. All brides are beautiful. (laughs) Oh, good. There's pants. There was a big should there be pants discussion. (laughs) I don't want to say what side I came out on. All right. We did borrow this from a friend, so I'm going to at least try to pretend to treat it respectfully here. (laughs) And I'll sit on it. That's how I'll respect it. So tell us, Heath, what are we going to be breaking down today? All right, we watched top of the ten scientific facts in the Bible. (laughs) With Ray Comfort. Yes. Yeah. It's the story of just how much scientific ignorance you can fit into 30 minutes of video. (laughs) It's, It's like stupidity... 
lightning round the movie. Like, it might as well have a stopwatch on the bottom, and Ray Comfort comes out, and he's just like, and go. Uh, bats or birds? Uh, Earth is 6,000 years old. Uh, planet covered in water. Uh, I don't know, pass. Pass. Uh, <laughs> kill the gay people. I don't know. It's 30 minutes of that. And Eli. How bad was this movie? Well, if you love the Bible and your definition of fact is really broad, you <laughs> will love this movie. Yes. This is like when you're in an argument with someone at four in the morning in a parking lot and they're like, three things, motherfucker, okay? <laughs> One, you don't ever touch me. Two, Ships are shaped like ships. I don't know. <laughs> we'll get there. And I, I want to acknowledge right up front what a disingenuous idea this whole concept is because no one ever had to go and write or make a movie about the top 10 scientific truths in On the Origin of Species, right? Like, if your book is just true, you don't have to do this cherry-picking nonsense. Uh, but um, they did on this one. I wonder what that says. <laughs> All right, so just to be clear, I, I want to start off with a couple of uh, scientific inaccuracies in the Bible. Um, the earth was created before the stars. Night and day existed before the sun. The moon is a source of light. Don't know if you guys knew that or not. Uh, all animals started out as herbivores. Kind of hard to imagine <laughs> why the hell they had the claws. Uh, humans used to live for over 900 years. James Randi. Um, the earth used to... <laughs> Did you guys hear? Also Great joining day. us from stage. No. Yeah! That's who I stole the wedding dress from. <laughs> so he's cool. He told us. It's, but don't worry about it. And now, obviously, everything I just said appears in the first chapter of the first book of the Bible. Obviously, the list is not exhaustive. Yep. And speaking of which, I want to talk about the uh, title for a second. Mm -hmm. Ten of the top scientific yeah. facts. You know what we don't rank? <laughs> You know we don't rank the list of all true things in rank order. They're all equally top and yes, bottom. Yes, it's, yes, it's yes. just the trueness. I would say my favorite real number is four. <laughs> I do love a nine. Had you considered five? Mm, right. Definitely not a real number. Jigger at the top? No, no. Uh, no, is there anything you guys want to nominate this for being the best to be in the worst at? Yes! Yeah. I want to nominate this for best worst three. So Ray in this movie, again, very clearly does not have ten. He doesn't have one. No. But he really doesn't have number three. <laughs> yeah. This is the worst number three of all the number threes that have ever will been or ever will be. And I'm including World War Three, which is starting any minute on Twitter. This is still what Ray pulls out in this movie is worse by a large margin. Yeah, like, you know how when you go to the bathroom, it's a number one, it's a number two. If you had a number three, it would be better than what Ray Comfort came up with. That's where it's blood. <laughs> It was better when I left it to your imagination, right? You didn't think it would be. Um, I was going to go with best, worst use of stock footage. I include Ed Wood movies when I say that. <laughs> I'm going to go with best, worst, these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> so much of this movie, it's a guy, Ray Cooper thinks he's like a real Jedi trying to do mind tricks. Each time he like, he's finishing up a scientific fact. And he's like, and that's why the word blood in Leviticus is the same as the Human Genome Project. 
<laughs> Jedi lawyers. All right, well, obvi- oh, uh, sorry. obviously we're all excited to get a little bit more of Eli's Kiwi accent, so we're going to keep the break brief, and when we come back, we'll break down all the half-hearted cherry-picking that is the top ten scientific truths of the Bible. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, I'm so excited. Hey, Eli, what's up with uh, Heath? Oh, that. Yes, yes, yes. He seems uh, awfully cheerful. Yeah, we just got sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Ah, Omaha Steaks, the like super fancy food company? Best. Yeah, the super fancy food company. Well, that sounds awesome. Don't they specialize in Uh, the best steaks in the world? Yes, Noah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually just... I usually do like cutesy ads for our sponsors with characters and stuff. And with Omaha Steaks, we don't really need any of that. Dude, dude, tell them about the samples. See, exactly. They they sent us a sample package with their like filet mignons, pork chops, apple tarts. And it was just so good. I don't so need characters. Good. Wait, apple oh. tarts? I thought they just did steak. No, actually, they've got 500 gourmet gift ideas. Veggies, desserts appetizers, pastas, soups, seasoning, sauces, <laughs> so much more. Tell them about the deal. Tell them about the deal. Yeah, see, this is why I'll never write a sketch that's good enough. For only $49.99, you get our family gift pack when you go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code GODAWFULMOVIES in the search bar. Wait a minute, that's 75% off. I know. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving an exclusive savings to just our listeners. Listen to everything they get for less than $50. They get Two filet mignons. Yeah. Two top sirloins. Two top sirloins. Woo! Two boneless pork chops. Those were so good. Four boneless chicken breasts. Amazing. Four kielbasa sausages. Breakfast right there. Four burgers. Ate those already. Four potatoes au gratin. Four caramel apple tartlets. One Omaha steak seasoning packets. Plus, they get four additional kielbasa sausages for free. I ate all of it. Wait, wait. So good. People get all that if they go to omahasteaks.com, enter our code GodAwfulMovies in the search bar, and then they get 75% savings and all that? It's the gift guaranteed to be a hit. We won't need a sketch at all. I know. I know. I know what I want for Christmas. Heath, we got four sample boxes. Still, know what I want for Christmas. Write it down. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, sir? Sir, do you have a moment to talk about atheism for a second? Uh, Heath, what are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah. So after this week's movie, I realized that if this is what convinces people, uh, I got to start doing it. I got to start spreading the word like this. For example, uh, did you know that the stars cannot uh, fall to Earth? Can't do that. Yes, I I knew that. Heath, Heath, this is not going to work on anybody. What? What do you mean? It's just like it's just not it's how, how it it's it doesn't work it's like outrageous. that. Okay. Well, um, but I mean, if the Bible were true, we would believe it. Mm-hmm. We we believe true stuff all the time. It's right. Just, so this should. You no, know, I I get that, but but you see, the um. Uh, okay. Well, did you know that the Earth did not flood, like it says in the Bible, and that all the plants and animals did not die? That that's false. No, it. But I did know that. Yes, you you are correct. But it doesn't work that way for religious people. But, but that would mean that, that would mean uh, that, that that would mean true things only matter when they count in, in favor of religion. That's there we go. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Oh, all right. 
And we're back. And through the miracle of audio editing and time travel, everybody at home just heard some hilarious skits or something. Uh, and now we're ready to dive right into the top 10 countdown. This movie does not mess around. We're going to start off with the fact that number 10, the earth is not hanging on a clothesline. <laughs> Also not balanced on a libertarian titan from Greek no, mythology. No, so that's good. That's no. Not a turtle. And, and the way Ray tries to set this up is he's like, look, at the time, it was common knowledge. First of all, your accent's very off-putting. It's hard to understand and it's very upsetting. And he's like, look, at the time, everybody knew, it was common knowledge, that we were all on the back of a turtle. A turtle <laughs> named Greg. But then Joe came along and he was like, Greg's not real. And we burned that guy. We killed him right. Wait, which Side of my own. <laughs> yeah, right. So here's the actual quote he pulls this from. Uh, Job 26.7, he stretches out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Were there compass directions before the globe was formed? Well, they were all they were all squooshed together, and then God stretched oh, the like, north, yeah, north right, right, across. Right. Yeah, like it's like silly putty. It's like when you're doing sheets. Up. <laughs> That's how God did the directions. Okay. <laughs> And also, I love, too, he points out, he's like, you know, in the Bible, they say that the, that the Earth was uh, free-floating in space, something that science didn't discover until the 1540s. And I'm like, oh, when science started! <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing, it's like he's having a secretary read back the minutes of a meeting that he clearly didn't have. It's like, so, and then Steve said, are we on a turtle? And you kind of <laughs> cleared your throat. So, yeah, he's like, exactly. So, yeah, astronomy is Jesus. That yeah. Was, that was us. That was us. And I also want to point out that this is directly contradicted by 1 Samuel 2a, Genesis 1, uh, 9 through 13, etc. I could go on. Uh, these are all the parts where it talks about God folding up the earth or grabbing it by the corners and whatnot. So even, yes, even that tiny little factlet thing he tried to cherry pick and configure and pretzel into uh, reality uh, is contradicted by the damn book. This is his first one, too. He has to get This is the strongest. This, yeah. is down- <laughs> this is his lead. This is a YouTube video. This is supposed to catch your eye, right? You're supposed to not click on, like, oh, kitty falls asleep. And this, this is when <laughs> he's going to keep you focused. All right, so let's move on to number nine. This is a pretty fast-moving film. Number nine, employees must wash hands. Yeah. Um, right. Now, again, here's the actual quote. This is Leviticus 15, 13. And when he that hath an issue is cleansed of his issue, then he shall number himself seven days for his cleaning and wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in running water and shall be clean. Running water. Which is why I only bathe in the Ganges River, my friends. (laughs) I am sick. I take a lot of number threes, let me just tell you. It's pretty much just all number threes straight through. Just by by hands, how many of you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom? Okay, so those people are all liars, right? (laughs) Because nobody does that. What? (laughs) Don't touch my... (laughs) Well, and also, it doesn't say... Again, it doesn't say also after taking a dump, right? It just says if you have an issue you need cleansed of, which obviously is talking about cleansing yourself of sin with water. That's very clearly if you read it in context, which Ray goes out of his way not to do. Um, And you know that that's that's what he's doing because he switched translations of the Bible here. 
started with the KJV, and then they didn't have like issue in that one, so we had to go with something else, some other translation. I thought he changed it because I thought it was discharge, and because yeah. I was pretty sure this verse is about cleaning up cum, <laughs> and that's I mean that's like actually valid. It says you know you count seven days and you wash your clothes, and I mean yeah. seven days feels unrealistic, and <laughs> I just feel like quarantined in a cum yurt for my whole life. Like, general idea is good. That you would, you'd want to do that, just clean it off. And if you'd like to buy your cum yurt, we're going to have some out in the lobby a little later on. We've also got I'm a cum yurt t-shirt. <laughs> I hate when people pitch their merch on stage, but we're really proud of it, so yeah. please. We brought it all this way, after all. Also, is he implying here that the Romans never heard of bats? Is that what he's saying? All right, then that's what he's saying. All right, so moving on to number eight. Information in the blood. Now this comes from Leviticus 17.11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Just like science says, right? (laughs) And he gets from this DNA. Yes! This is... A really wonderful leap for Ray because he, <laughs> he doesn't even try on this one. He's like, yeah, well, water, and that's kind of like washing your hands, but he's just like, I mean, the Jews thought blood was important. Are you saying it's not important? <laughs> <laughs> and in that case, does he think there was a moment when blood wasn't important? Like, yeah, which right. culture did he think was just like, I'm full of red stuff, Doc. I do not know how to... I've been draining it and draining it. I've been taking it. number three. I, I get just... sleepy. Well, if you're taking a number three, you're getting better because all that stuff is unnecessary. Yeah, right, right. Well, but also this quote is so clearly talking about offering up blood sacrifices to God, not finding out if you have cancer. And I love this little ending he puts on this is to, like, convince us that blood is important. He goes, you know who died from having too little blood? George Washington. Yeah. The yeah. president. A shame they didn't have the Bible back then. They don't know. What the hell? And doesn't it feel like you'd mention a little bit more about it? It wouldn't just be like the word blood is in the living. <laughs> yes. Like you'd see talk, talk about hemoglobin and you'd like <laughs> mention things. You know what good science books aren't? Cryptic. <laughs> you, you know, like Watson and Crick didn't have like a bridge troll telling you riddles about the genetics. What? Well, now I'm sad that that's not how Cosmos went. Just yeah, like, right? Billions and billions, <laughs> or were they? <laughs> zoom, zoom, gotcha. <laughs> Quick, before you send me emails, we know he never said billions and billions. Um, never well, with the two thirds of us, no, that knew that. I don't even know who I'm impersonating. <laughs> That's Batman, right? <laughs> billions and billions. <laughs> you would watch Cosmos hosted by Batman. Oh, yeah. Who the hell wouldn't? Um, and you know what? I would be saved by Neil deGrasse Tyson in a bat costume, too. So, either or. Oh, upside down kiss with Neil deGrasse yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh. But still, but if there's an upside down kiss involved, I'll throw it yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to number seven, the circle of the Earth. Because you know how the Earth is a circle? No, because it's not. Oblate spheroid. Or if he was talking about the orbit, that would be the ellipse. There was no way for circle to be the right word. Like, show me a Quran that says oblate spheroid or ellipse, and I'm like stampeding around a space rock. Like, yeah. (laughs) Well, and again, it's not like it says this. Okay, so Isaiah 40, 22 is where he's pulling this from. 
It is he that sitteth upon the circle of earth and, inhabit, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretches out uh, the heaven as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. So even in this quote, yeah, right, he's, again, it's, we're back to the come yard again. Again, he's saying that the heavens are a fucking tent. A tent over a sphere, I think if not. And, and the one thing I love that he adds to this is that and that's what Christopher Columbus yes, sailed around the world. <laughs> Do you ever have that moment in school where your teacher knows they're being boring, so they try and relate it to Britney Spears, right? So that's what Ray does at the end of each of these. He's just like, and certainly the Which is a lot like when Britney Spears says, hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> Are you all picturing Ray pole dancing? <laughs> Just on a wrecking ball. <laughs> Patreon goal. Um, and of course, not that this argument needs debunk, but I did manage to find references to the corners of the earth in Revelation 7, 1, 28, 1 Chronicles 9, 24, Ezekiel 42, 27, 2, 1, 17, 10, 11, 45, 19, 46, 22, Job 1, 19, Isaiah 11, 12, and Acts 10, 15, and 11, 5. And I wasn't looking that hard. <laughs> and again, never mind that the ancient Greeks knew this shit, right? Never mind that it was common knowledge among the educated classes when the uh, Bible was written. And of course, only the educated classes were writing things. Sorry, you guys were being funny. I'm actually debunking this shit, so. You're getting them in halves. Half of the people are like, yeah, Ezekiel, numbers, numbers. And I'm like, memories on a wrecking ball. <laughs> With his little hairy legs, but one of them shaved. <laughs> like super smooth. Also, he... I, I want to point out, too, that he manages to screw the Columbus up, uh, thing up in so many ways that he actually says at one point that Columbus sailed around the world. I thought it was us that fucked up geography. I thought <laughs> we were the ones that thought America was the end of the world. Anyway, moving on to number six. And you know this is going to be good. As soon as the title comes up, it says the Bible and oceanography. <laughs> You remember that part, right? In Psalm 8.8, when it says, The fowl of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the sea. That's oceanography, obviously, clearly. See why we had to write more stuff. We didn't need Jacques Cousteau. He was just wasting his fucking time. We could have gone to Psalms. Um, but that was apparently a reference to uh, warm and cold continental currents, as Ray Comfort puts it. So without the Bible, we'd be... Assuming the entire ocean is exactly the same temperature <laughs> in a weird, problematic way. Just like driving Titanic number 72 straight into an iceberg. <laughs> what the fuck? Does anybody have a Bible? This is ridiculous. This keeps happening. I love, too, that when he's trying to point out how the Bible predicted the, um, the oceanic currents, he says, and the person who discovered this was Matthew Fontaine Murray, uh, the father of oceanography. And I'm like, huh, an American scientist. <laughs> It's almost like they figured out how to get across oceans already, <laughs> right? Anyway, yeah, but, uh, but, but, but if you look at the statue that he found of Matthew Fontaine Murray, uh, Murray rather, there, there was a Bible sitting next to his foot, which is clearly proof that he got all his stuff from the Bible, not all that silly observation that he did. 
Also, he didn't discover oceanic currents. He just charted them more accurately. Anyway, and all it says is paths oh, of the sea. That's yeah, it. that's it. That's the, the whole thing is based on right. you, that you, phrase. One way or the other, whether they had optimal shipping lanes, they obviously had paths ships went across. There was three-dimensional curves in space. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. All right, moving on to number five here. Oh, number five is so good. <laughs> number five is... God's as good as number three, but uh, God knows about light waves and radio waves because of the stepdad yelling at you part of Joe. Yes. So uh, <laughs> just by, by a round of applause, how many of you here have read Joe? Oh, I love Australia. That's less than half. Okay, so at the end of Joe, so the story of Joe, real quick, is this guy and God's just like, why are you hitting yourself, nerd? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> And at the end, Job is like, hey, man, why'd you do that? And God's like, you know what? Can you make a Leviathan go snicker-snack, man? You, I'm God. I'll fucking show you. You're not our... Hold me closer, tiny dancer. And in this, he says, like, can you make light and waves and up and down and every way around and up and down? Huh? Can you? No? You want to be the boss? Great Santini. And that is Ray's reason yes. for light waves and radio waves. <laughs> that's that's all he gives us. It's like the time my dad threw a snowball at my face when I was six, and he turns around and he's like, iPhone 10, son, iPhone 10. <laughs> yeah, well, so, okay, again, the quote is Job 3835, canst thou send lightnings that they may go and say unto thee, here we are. Which is which Ray interprets is obviously the Bible knew that you could use light to communicate words. <laughs> Cell phones, that's how they do it. This is a technology called Hello Lightning. And you just you shoot it. And then you get the Phone. Yeah, and again, this is in the same incoherent rant where God actually asked Job if he can open the doors of Leviathan's face. <laughs> it's funny how he didn't mention that part. But uh, yeah, and, and he says at one point he goes, but did you know that radio waves travel at the speed of light? And yes, we did know that, Ray, and we're quite embarrassed that you didn't. Do you know what radio waves are, sir? Yeah. But, of course, I bet the majority of people watching Ray Comfort videos are freaked the fuck out by that. You're watching it. Speed of light. So what is speed of radio? Ask later. (laughs) (laughs) Just pointing radios and flashlights at the screen. (laughs) You tell me when it gets you. Now. 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 Tiny. Now. (laughs) Sam. All right, and then we move on to number four, which is my favorite. (laughs) Number three is great, but number four was my favorite. And it comes up and it just says, and I was watching this, uh, uh, Sydney local Adam Reeks is somewhere in the audience. He was a great host, took great care of me while I've been here in Australia. I was watching this in his living room and I laughed so hard that he came in and asked if I needed a respirator of some kind (laughs) when it came up and said, number four, the first law of thermodynamics. <laughs> Remember from the Bible? Remember from Genesis 2? <laughs> Good thing they said it pretty much. And the argument here... Oh, please, because I could not figure this out to save my goddamn soul. All right. I don't have, I so, listen up. Pretty easy. The Earth is all done. First law of thermodynamics. <laughs> I got to watch Heath watch that in a bar in Mata Mata, New Zealand, and 
he thought he had blacked out and forgotten me. And he was just like, Buzz, where am I? What year is it? Do I have a big, long, bushy beard? It never, it never <laughs> mentions conservation of energy or anything like that. His argument is, because he has no goddamn clue what the first law of thermodynamics is, and he trusts his listeners not to look it up. His argument is that in Genesis 2 it said, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And then he says, think about it. Have you ever seen a half-finished river? <laughs> That's a creek. Wait, like he thinks of a river that just goes up and then it just stops like more to come. <laughs> yeah, he says, he says, you've never seen a half evolved brain, have you? And I'm like, I'm looking at one now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Said the guy with a beard so easy a caveman could do it. Yeah. I'm half tall twice. Like what? <laughs> Left testicles, half evolved set of testicles. <laughs> Stupid. And I kept wondering through this whole bit, I'm like, okay, how is he going to tie this into the first law of thermodynamics? And the answer, he's not. He's just, that's it. Everything's finished, like it says in the first law of thermodynamics. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, he, he never, by the way, never even mentions what the first law of thermodynamics is there. But then we get to number three. Eli, would you like to share number three with us? This is my favorite thing. I laughed so hard that the girl at our hotel came over and she was like, are you all right? <laughs> It's ship dimensions. Yes. And the argument is from Genesis where God's like, no, I'll build a boat, I'm going to kill everybody because they're vegetarians. And it's just like, ugh, I'm going to eat with them. So his argument is basically, you know how boats are all sort of generally boat-shaped? Exactly. We're done. The end. <laughs> That's Q-E-D. And I just wanted, and it's so wonderful because you so know that Ray wanted to be like, yeah, I mean, you could try a circle boat, but you drop it in, just sinks right to the ground. <laughs> and I tried a bird-shaped boat, obviously, water, bird, didn't match, just right to the ground. I've killed hundreds of people. <laughs> it's not gone well. And I just, I want so badly to create another boat. But here's the amazing thing. This actually doesn't work, and Ray knows it yeah. because of boats with engines now. So he has a KLN to this part where he goes... And of course, there are boats with engines, but those are engine boats. <laughs> right, well, he gives the dimensions, and he says, and he says, and if you look at all the boats in the world, many of them have similar dimensions. <laughs> and then when he points out, none of them have the same dimensions, and those dimensions wouldn't actually work. He's like, but the ark wasn't going anywhere. It was just sitting still, so it's okay. It worked for them. Yeah, so number three was that boats exist. Well done, Bible. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and, and by the way, he doesn't bother to mention any of the other, you know, the wooden boat of that size trying to stay together on a roiling ocean. But uh, then we move on to number two, which is the Bible and quarantine. Again, if only they'd had the Bible back in the days of the Black Plague. <laughs> In, in Leviticus 13.46, it says, All the days wherein the plague shall be in him, sh he, uh, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. So, they didn't kiss the lepers back then. I feel like he's talking about the cum again. Oh. <laughs> this is another good one. I just never knew that my uh, high school experience was me with the plague, so that's good. <laughs> Oh, my very own lunch table again? Thank you. 
the lunch ladies and I used to hang out sometimes after school. So that was cool. I was very intimidating to my fellow students. I've always looked like this, so you can imagine a child with my face was a horrifying. I mean, I'm still a horror, but. It was, and also, I would like to point out, because like, his argument here is the Bible knew that you shouldn't like hang out with the sick people because you might get their sickness. That's not what quarantine is, right? Quarantine is like if you think somebody might have an illness, you wait and check, right? That's where the quarantine, it was a 40-day thing they did back in the, uh, the days of the Black Plague. Uh, you would wait 40 days to make sure there was no breakout of the plague before you let anybody on. Slightly different than when they start plaguing all over the place, try not to get puked on. We read the Bible and then we just stopped having Ebola parties and yes. now we're all yes. it's, it's good school. Did a good job. And then of course we finally we get to number one. This is not the end of the movie. We're only halfway through, but this is the end of his top ten list. Number one, and you know, it, it, him and Ken Ham just can't get through a movie without mentioning this: the Bible and dinosaurs. Yes, and I'm not going to read the quote that it comes from because it's like this long, but it's, it's the quote in Job where he talks about Behemoth, this impossibly ridiculous series of chimeras that, he's, that, he's, uh, uh, that the Bible uh, proposes that has a tail that moves like a cedar. You know you're walking along <laughs> and you're getting followed by a cedar, <laughs> but you don't want to be treesist. Because that cedar's probably just headed home. But he is following you. So you turn off, and he keeps going, and you're like, oh, I don't hate trees. I like trees. (laughs) He also says that Behemoth uh, drank the Jordan dry, you know, like the dinosaurs did. And also, again, this is a scientific fact. Only if you agree, first of all, that he's describing a fucking apatosaur here, which he's not. But also you have to agree that humans and dinosaurs coexisted. Not a scientific anything. <laughs> so this is the force of this thing comes from its navel in the Bible? Yeah. And so some people think it's a hippo. And he's like, nah, that's stupid. <laughs> it's a dinosaur. <laughs> it's a dinosaur. Um, you know who doesn't generate power from their navel? Dinosaurs that hatch from eggs. Yes. And don't have navels. <laughs> yep. To be fair, though, have you ever seen a brachiosaur belly dance? It is enchanting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just just mad magic dinosaur Iron Man now. Oh, please, by all means. No, that was a I ate some leaves. I danced. I ate some leaves. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we've made it through the 10 truths, but we're only halfway through the video because now that we have all this time information, it's time to put it to use. So before we dive into the last half, let me give the uh, hard sell to Act 3. Will Ray ever acknowledge what the first law of thermodynamics is? Why the hell did we ever bother to science if we already had the Bible? Am I a lying, thieving, blaspheming adulterer? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the budgetless conclusion of Top 10 Scientific Facts of the Bible. Hey folks, I'm No Illusions. And I'm Heath Enright. We just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who came out to all of our live shows this year. Absolutely. Whether it was Salt Lake City, 
Austin, Seattle, Chicago, New York, North Carolina, or of course, Australia. Yes, so we're so grateful that you came out to see us. And we wanted to take a moment to thank our patrons for making it all possible. So if you're looking to get the gift for the podcast hosts that have everything, why not head over to patreon.com slash godawful and pledge as little as a dollar to help us keep doing what we do. You'll get an RSS feed that allows you to play a commercial-free version of the show on any podcast player. You'll get a dozen-plus bonus secular episodes of us reviewing our favorite terrible non-religious movies. And you can even win free VIP tickets to future live shows, Christian movie bingo cards, and other gifts just for our patrons. And if all that wasn't enough, one of us might have been terribly, terribly mauled by a kangaroo while abroad, so there's never been a better time to give. Patreon.com slash godawful. Because most of Eli's face is made of his thighs now. His thighs are looking fit, though. Mm-hmm. Looking good. Still. Gentles. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, can I talk to you about Jesus? Oh, gross, you look like cheap leather got rained on. I do, I do, don't I? It's good. Do you know where you're going to go and you die? Uh, some educational facility where medical students will make fun of my penis, I think. Funny way of saying heaven. But are you sure that's where you'll go? I'm pretty sure it says so on my, uh, on my driver's license. I see. Well, let me ask you. Have you ever stolen anything before? I sure have. Have you ever told a lie? Yep. Have you ever used the Lord's name in vain? What, what do you mean by that, Ray? You know, like said, GD. Like said those those two letters next no, to each no. other? What, what they stand for. Golden donut? German Deutschwerk? A, a gastrointestinal disease. No, no <laughs> the, the thing. The thing that people say about the Lord as though he were holding back water. God damn, you mean? Yeah, that, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I've done that, I have done that. Have you ever... I say, I say fuck a lot, too. Okay, very good, not super interested. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust in your heart? All this porn would be a waste of money if I hadn't, uh, yeah. Alright, so you're telling me you're a lying, thieving, blaspheming adulterer, so why should God let you into heaven? Wait, I'm sorry, why should somebody who has access... To a paradise that has plenty of room for everybody, let me in? Right, even though you said naughty words. Wait, I'm sorry, are you saying he isn't morally obligated to let me in? Well, on, on account of all the woman looking at with lust now, in your can, heart. I'm sorry, can I ask a question now? Absolutely. All right, so in all the years you've been ambushing people with these questions, have you ever met anybody who wasn't... A lying, thieving, blaspheming adulterer by by your metrics? Uh, not a one. Okay. So do you think the problem is maybe with your system of moral measurements rather than with my morality? We're all sinners according to the Lord. Right. No, right. Which makes sinner a useless term unless it's just a synonym for human, right? But But if we want that term to distinguish good people from bad people, there have to be gradients and people who fall outside of its scope. Right? You used a lot of big words there. Uh, I, I'm sin, just saying, I'm just saying that your whole spice. stick here serves primarily to prove that your system of morality is worse than useless as it sweeps the lustful lollipop thief in with the serial killers and Roy Moores of the world. All, all sinners. Everyone you just mentioned. Well, no, but dude, you're, that's like saying that we're all tall. We are. We are but, all. Why are you here, Ray? I was hoping you'd lick me too. 
Cinnamon. <laughs> and we're back live from Skepticon, Australia. So now that we're armed with all these great scientific facts from the Bible, what do we do with them? Well, if you've ever watched anything Ray Comfort has produced in your life, you will know it's to go out and harass stone 17-year-olds with them. <laughs> and we're going to start off with the quintessential American redneck. Now, I don't know if that term translates here, so if you would think of just like a well-armed bogan who's connected the dots on a Southern Cross tattoo, that's your American redneck. So he comes up to the guy, this guy, and he goes, do you believe in the Bible? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, would it help if I lied about what was in it? He's like, yeah, that might actually do the trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's so much desperation to get away from Ray Comfort in all of these. Oh, it's yeah. like, would you change your mind? No, just please go away. <laughs> yes, if you'll go away. Yeah, right. But the Bible says, oh, my God, you smell like cheese got its cast off. <laughs> After it broke its leg, what? And it rains, it's wet. What's happening? Go away. <laughs> the next half hour of the movie. He gets this guy that barely speaks English, and he's trying to, like, work his words around, like, trying to trick this guy. And at a certain point, the guy's like, I don't... This is my fourth language. I don't... <laughs> but he still beats Ray, right? Yeah. He's wearing a, he's wearing a taxi cab-themed bandana, and he's like, I think you're lying about... <laughs> I think we have different definitions of scientific truth. Like, the Bible mentions hats. That's not proof that the Bible's true. <laughs> and Ray's just like, I, I was really hoping you'd be more like, underlay, underlay. <laughs> not mad, disappointed. Not mad. I also love, he points in, and again, this is something that, that you find in every Ray Comfort movie, where he's like, let's see, the problem with believing in the Bible, it's not intellectual. It's that you want to choke your chicken. And the Bible won't let you. So you have to pretend it's not true. Otherwise, you don't have any good reason to be in the cum yet. <laughs> and then people start arguing back a little bit. And he immediately cuts. Yes! And he gives us literally silence. And then he'll show us, like, the globe for two minutes for no reason while that guy finishes talking. And then we cut back. Yep. Yeah. Well, and we haven't pointed out that... that 85% of this movie is just stock footage. And at this point, they're so desperate to fill the 30 minutes of this film uh, that they're reusing the exact same stock footage, but with no sound. It's just eerily silent, this cheap-ass brachiosaur that they had from before, stomping around for a minute and 45 seconds. And then he comes back, he's like, are you convinced yet? Okay, well, let's go back to the earth. Like, we'd be so confused if we heard Ray talk. He, he thinks we'd be, like, wildly confused if he talking. <laughs> is that Brachiosaur talking? Is, he, is that Ray Comfort or a dinosaur? <laughs> is he? Ray's a dinosaur! Yeah, just look at the bones! And, and this is where we get Ray's, come on, listen to how silly it is that the dinosaurs oh, were killed by a meteor, God. right? So we cut back to Taxi Guy, because he's done debunking whatever Ray just said. And he goes, so you're saying the dinosaurs were all killed by a meteor? And the guy's like, come on, man, that's like in children's, like, oh, boom, fiery thing. It's in a children's book. And he's like, so you're saying the dinosaurs were all just hanging around, having a beer, having a golden gay time, and then they all gathered together on a big X on the ground and God just... <laughs> 
smushed him with a rock. Is that what you're saying? That's and literally what he, he, said. he He's debunking evolution because meteors are like anvils <laughs> in his head. Like the dino- like wouldn't one one of the dinosaurs just step slightly? <laughs> What are the odds they would all not step slightly? And, and we literally see the guy open his mouth to answer. More stock for it's literally yes. like it is a planet and trees in a hand and things. It's like when the wife opens the wrong drawer in your home. She's like, I need a pair of and you're just like, hey! <laughs> I love you. We don't talk about your friends enough. How are your friends? <laughs> They're so funny when you and your girls get together. (laughs) And I love to think, like, he's going so out of his way to confuse the hell out of this guy that doesn't really speak English all that well. This is an actual quote. He says, and and we don't get anything leading up to this, right? This is cutting away from stock footage from whatever good argument this guy just made. He says, so you're saying that the nothing that created everything is actually something? And the guy, yeah, right, that's the guy's reaction. He's like... Yes? Alright, I win! <laughs> you guys are like, yes, that is a fetus. There's so many, like 15 robot cuts and all these things. <laughs> um, and then we move on to this poor 16-year-old stoner kid named Oscar. Now, this guy is clearly holding a blunt behind his back, you know, afraid that this he's got the cop mustache, I think that... And the, and the guy is just... <laughs> Giggling throughout. He does not understand why Ray won't just give him the pizza he thinks he ordered. <laughs> and he's like so hungry and laughy and he doesn't know what to do. Like any like right after the cut, he just throws a wad of change at Ray, like grabs the mic and starts eating it and runs away. Diving into the bushes. This ice cream's bad. <laughs> so um, and, he, and he says to the kid, and he says at one point, he says to this kid who just told him he's never read the Bible. He's like, can you think of any mistakes in the Bible? Meanwhile, <laughs> I, can, I think I got one. Everybody in this entire audience just repels down. Yeah. Starts listing stuff. Ray's like, I've been looking for it. I haven't found a single mistake in the Bible. I thought I had, but it turned out those were my mistakes for reading and thinking. <laughs> Right, and it's it's so obviously him covering because he's so secure in this. It's like when you're sitting with someone and they're like, so like, what's your least favorite thing about me? And you're like, oh, sure, you're too interesting. (laughs) When my wife is like, oh, I think it's that you're too funny. It's that you're too... I like that you look like a baby got sent through time. That's really into that, so like... And and then, of course, again, Ray Comfort makes the same damn video over and over again. If you've listened to our show for a while, you probably know this. Of course, if you've ever watched any of his videos, you know this. So then he goes into his whole little um, gambit about if God judges you by the Ten Commandments, will you be innocent or guilty? Which is, if you think about it, the argument being, if I'm right, I'm right though, right? That's it. That's all he's got. Um, And he says, at one point, when Oscar... Even through his thick haze of marijuana-induced high, says, no, man, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) He goes, well, now, do you think I'm telling the truth or do you think I'm lying? And my first note was, well, that's the fallacy of the excluded middle uh, where you're just stupid. (laughs) Um, But to be fair, he's fucking lying, right? Because we've all heard 
break up for get into a debate with somebody who painstakingly walks him through evolution, explains why there's no crocodiles until he says, okay, I get it now. And then he goes on to the next debate and starts talking about goddamn crocodiles again. <laughs> oh, and I didn't think I was going to be angry enough. I thought, yeah, I've been having such a great time in Sydney. I'm like, oh, how will I find the rage? Ray Comfort. <laughs> so do it for me, man. So he asked the kid if he's lying, and the kid, he's stoned, so he's just like, yes, but I'm sure you mean well. <laughs> and Ray's answer is, oh, yeah, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 19. This is funner. And he's like, I don't believe you. Huh? You wouldn't like it if I did that to you, right? I don't believe you. You're a liar. I think you're a liar. And I wanted so badly for Oscar to be like, yeah, but I'm not going to burn you in fire forever. <laughs> For not believing I'm 19. Also, it's dry in here. <laughs> I ate these brownies that Cara Santa Maria gave me. <laughs> and also he goes... <laughs> you can feel it, right? It's just... Come up on this don't. So, and of course, Ray explains. So, of course, Ray explains to this kid, you know, when you say you don't believe me, you're calling God a liar. And the kid's like, no, no, I'm calling you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And then, and then Ray goes into this whole, well, you put faith in your dentist and your pilot, don't you? So why not pretend people too? Like, God's mad that you don't. Believe in him? Believe him that you don't believe in? Yeah. That he, I just, if you think about it, what a fucking idiot God is that he spent thousands and thousands of years trying to convince people he exists, right? Trying to convince people that he's the only God. If they're right and he is God and he's the only God and has not figured out a way in the 6,000 years the universe has been here to prove his own existence, he's dumber than everyone in this room plus Descartes. <laughs> Just cut over to the square root of negative one, pulling out his headphones. <laughs> oh, come on. Nobody ever. I mean, it's, I loved it's an imaginary number. Yeah, that's what it seems. There's nerds in here who loved that. Yeah. And then there's my people who are like, why would I, we square? <laughs> I feel you, my people. We didn't get into this for science. We got into it to feel superior to other people. <laughs> over stuff. Oh, what is he, man? <laughs> Not everyone's a humanist or even a human. <laughs> if you take anything away from Skepticon, we really hope it is that not everyone's a human. <laughs> I'm so glad that ended before you got on what you wanted to get out. Did you, did, you, did you see that sudden realization when he realized I can't edit out shit for you guys? <laughs> because when we're in the studio, he just lets me get it out and gives me like, right, this is fun. You having fun talking to the air right now? <laughs> but I was just like, they're still there. <laughs> Noah, press pause and then highlight and, and, and control X. <laughs> and then we'll get fix this. Yeah, right. <laughs> So now we move on to this other unsuspecting stoner. This guy's name is Angel. 
Um, and he's like, hey, 17-year-old, uh, do you ever think about your own death? And the kid's like, Is that, that feels like a threat. <laughs> now. I'm sorry for everyone I said that to, by the way, on the way in. <laughs> trying to get you in the mood. Um, yeah, and well, by the way, Ray would have us believe, as sort of the linchpin to this argument, that he is not afraid of his own death. And all I say to that is put your money where your mouth is, Ray. That's right, I'm calling for Ray Comfort's death. How are your libel laws here? <laughs> Don't worry, it's not libel, I didn't write it that way. Well, eh, shit. It's in my notes. Control <laughs> <Troll> X. <laughs> um, but we discover here that Angel is a lying, thieving blasphemer. Again, the way this works is when he says, um, you know, have you ever committed adultery? And this 17-year-old kid goes, no, man, because... Um, 17. And he goes, but have you ever looked at a woman with lust in your heart? And he's like, I'm in Sydney. This is the cleavage capital of the world. Of course I did. It's hard not to look at the men with the lust in my heart. Oh. Have you been to that juice place next door? Oh, I want to use their, thank you, just on their stomachs. Just, you know, I'll have a carrot. <laughs> All of you. Oh, and you all sound like sassy little explorers. <laughs> You're lucky I'm behind a table. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> so also he explains here, and this was a first for me. I, had, I, I didn't realize this before, that apparently God is not omnipotent. There's one thing God can't do. Ray explains that to us. God cannot lie. So you guys, congratulations, are superior to God. <laughs> Um, and then Angel becomes Christian right on the spot. What are the odds? <laughs> well, there's only a few minutes left, so this is the classic Ray Comfort rigging the win. At yeah, the end. right. It's like Vladimir Putin playing hockey. <laughs> so, uh, she's like, hello, I'm a real atheist. I'm an atheist. Just atheist. <laughs> Got a tattoo of Richard Dawkins on my dick. You will never convert me to Christianity, but he does. Yeah. And then finally we return to that redneck from the beginning, because his conversion is going to be awesome, y'all. Except that he never actually, eventually he just says, yeah, you can pray if you leave next. <laughs> <laughs> and, but but he, also, he also, he brings this guy out to sort of show everybody what a bunch of uh, insolent assholes we are, because he says, now what if I proved the Bible with science? And the guy's like, yeah, I still wouldn't believe you. He's like, ah, I gotcha! Because that's the line you wrote for him, Ray. He then says to the kid, he's like, he's like, you know, this might seem confrontational, but if you didn't believe in parachutes, the nicest thing I could do for you would be to hold you out of an airplane by your ankles. Yeah, let's get Ray on the line and find the fuck out, because I'm pretty sure that's wrong. Which is why I gave Jenny McCarthy measles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping she has a real look inward experience from it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I also love to at this point when the guy says, "Well, he's still trying to like convince him that there's um, scientific truths in the Bible." And at one point, uh, the guy goes, "Well, you know, it says in the Quran," and he's like, "Well, the Quran, yeah, <laughs> the Quran, <laughs> that's ridiculous." Quran. <laughs> <laughs> and then he. And then he says to himself, <laughs> "That was the flying oh, that was the, horse." The flying flying horse. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You guys don't remember part of the Quran where Ray Comfort flies around in a little circle? <laughs> it's actually in the Hadith. It, the Ray Comfort's not in the in the actual book. So, um, and then he, he, he turns to the redneck guy and he's like, 
Well, what are you going to ask your children when they, when they ask you why they have to die? And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to tell them is that some evil bastard could have prevented it and chose not to. Cancer kid. <laughs> like, I feel like that's the wrong thing to bring up, Ray. This is your movie. I feel like there's a lot of questions around why my child is asking why they have to die. <laughs> Like, are we in a Vonnegut short story? What's going on right now? Why do I have to die? Because daddy sacrificed a pawn. Get up there. <laughs> Some welcome to the monkey house deep cuts in there. <laughs> All right. And that's basically where it is. He, he asked the guy, you know, like, uh, well, uh, can I pray for you? And the guy's like, oh, whatever, man. And then credits. Um, but here it got all for movies. We fucking love Ray Comfort. He could damn near keep us in business if all the other Christian filmmakers stopped. So in an effort to make sure that he's got plenty to work with, we decided to take it upon ourselves to find some, uh, some verifiable scientific truths of the Bible. And we'd like to close tonight by offering you up our top ten scientific truths of the Bible. I'll start us off. Number ten. I numbered these 1 through 10, and now I'm going to say I'm 10 through 1 just to see if I can screw Eli up. Number 10, Job 14.10, men dust dieth and wasteth away. I've seen it happen. That's true. <laughs> they do. <laughs> All right, uh, number 9, uh, Kings 2.23. So this is with the bear and Elijah? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, when, when kids make fun of bald people... We will try to summon magical bears. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because fuck them. Kids are the worst. They're assholes. And they're mean. And we always forget to wish for more hair. We just go straight to the bear attack thing. Everybody should know that. especially For everyone Heath bear attacked in the hallway before the show, we're very psyched. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, number seven, uh, Genesis 9.20. Some of you might remember this story. Uh, seeing your dad's balls, good sign your day is not going well. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of my days don't go well. A lot of my days don't go well. I'll stop texting them to you if you'd like. <laughs> Do you want to have this fight right now? <laughs> he tries to stop love. That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> 60% of you are in my, on my side. That's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> all right. Number six. Judges 119. Iron chariots are more powerful than God. Yeah. How, how could they have possibly known? <laughs> uh, number five. Ruth 3-7. This is when she blows that guy Boaz. Or yeah. Boaz, yeah. Right? yeah. So blowing a guy while he's drunk is a great way to get attention <laughs> uh, positive or negative it's attention one way or the other or licking the slats between his toes if foot mean, doesn't mean penis or whatever they switch his hands um, also uh, using foot and penis interchangeably is a fun game <laughs> I All love a good game of penis ball unless you are at foot locker because they <laughs> frown upon that <laughs> Did a full Louis C.K. and I'm not proud of it. They were just like, all right. Like a baby's toe. You put that thing on the little measurement thing, they will not, they'll let you take it home. Walked out with a baby shoe on my penis. 
One of the light up ones so I could slap it on slap it. They have to sell it to you though. They have to, it's true. Uh, number, what are we doing? Number five. Number five. Uh, okay. Uh, number four. Uh, Matthew 10 34. Uh, Jesus did not, in fact, bring peace to the world. <laughs> Funny that. I'm going to go back to number uh, to Job for number four, the actual number four. Um, this is Job 41.2. Um, you cannot uh, put a cord through Leviathan's nose. God nailed that one. So, again, true story. All right, number... What is it? Three? That is three. three. That is the procedure. Number three, Exodus 4, 24 through 26. Um, this is the weaponized foreskin passage oh, yes, in yes. the Bible, if everybody remembers. So if somebody's about to kill your husband and you um, want to stop it, you, you cut off a piece of your baby's penis with a sharp stone mm-hmm. and you throw it at the guy, the assailant, Yes. that will distract him for a second. <laughs> he's going to have questions. He's going to stop. You're going to get a second. So he's going to be like, what? Okay. And then you run away. You know what? <laughs> That, yeah, and now you're gone. <laughs> I don't want any part of this now. Uh, number two, Jonah one three. Boats do exist. It's true they do. And finally, number one, Psalms one thirty seven nine. If you smash the heads of babies against rocks, they do die. John. All right, and so we're back to look forward to. Australian skeptics into thinking for making all of this possible. A huge thanks to all of you for coming out. And a huge thanks to all the venomous gerbils and shit that didn't kill us before we could make it to the stage. And with that, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. George Pell started naming names. And Ray Comfort's mustache got prosecuted by the Royal Commission. <laughs> Oscar eventually did finish that blunt. Eli's baby circumcision self-defense class had (laughs) just one attendee. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Ray Comfort game. There he is. All right. Ray Comfort. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.